We're at the point now, we don't get nervous, we get ready. Open the door, we kick the door down and we let other women through the door. You're listening to Kicking Down the Door, a Hawthorne podcast showcasing the powerful people and stories within women's football in the brown and gold. Welcome to episode one of Hawthorne's brand new podcast series, Kicking Down the Door. Each episode, you'll be joined by myself, Steph Edwards, and my lovely co-host, Hawthorne VFLW Captain Jess Trend. Hello, how are we? We are well, very excited for our first episode, um, and we're feeling very lucky to have you here as a co-host for the series. You've got a lot of ties to Hawthorne. I do, I do. Um, Hawthorne pretty much runs through my veins in my blood. My pa, Ray Yeoman, played for Hawthorne, and um, yeah, mum and dad kind of did the draft when um, each child was born and fortunately I uh, became a Hawthorne supporter and it's just been unreal. I feel very lucky with the amount of premierships I've been able to witness. And unfortunately you suffered an injury early this season but it means we get to have you sitting in here for the podcast. How have you found your first season at the Hawks? Yeah, it's been a mixture of emotions. Obviously coming down, the vibes were beautiful in pre-season coming off covid I think we were all very excited just to get back to um, playing football, but also training in a group. It's so good to be a part of a group and training all together. But um, yeah, as you said, round one, I suffered my ACL, but look, there's a lot of positives still. I get to do this little gig and I still get to lead the girls, which is really um, exciting. So I'm loving it and I'm hoping we're just going to get better in every game and yeah, see where the season takes us. And sitting with us today is Hawthorne forward Jessie Williams, who has taken the time to join us for episode one of the podcast. Jessie Williams. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thank you for being here. Uh, So for Hawthorne members and fans listening, can you kick off by telling us a bit about yourself and how you've landed here at Hawthorne? Well, it has been quite the journey. Definitely uh, slightly COVID interrupted, but that's okay. (laughs) Like everything else going on at the moment. Um, well, I guess from the start, I'm a Hobart native, so I've spent most of my, my time in Tasmania, a short little stint in Canberra studying. Um, pretty still, still pretty new to football. So I think I'm, this is only my fourth season now. So played a majority soccer yeah yeah from a very young age bit of state touch footy bit of tennis pretty much anything so you pretty much played every sport but footy to um <laughs> yeah pretty much anything oh maybe the bar the netball didn't didn't enjoy the netball <laughs> skirts and not being able to run with the ball doesn't make any sense to me and growing up did you have a footy team that you supported yes I'm a massive Collingwood supporter oh. thanks to my dad uh, I think I've watched just about every game they've ever played since oh, I can remember. You. I'll forgive you. Um, so no, I've certainly watched a lot of footy and I've always always wanted to play, but um, unfortunately the opportunities were just never there, particularly in Hobart as a young girl. I, I, we do need to add in how good you were with soccer though because how close were you from playing in the top? Um, I... Well, I came pretty close to playing W League. So I trained with Cam United for a season when I was 17. Um, So I felt like I was on the cusp, but unfortunately things never fell that way. Um, I was fortunate enough to play in a couple of underage Australian teams though. So I represented Australia at under 14 and under 16 level. Once a one young Matildas camp before I got slide tackled by a, thankfully my roommate. So she was lucky that she'd befriended me before she <laughs> hurt me. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been pretty lucky with the experiences that I've had. Certainly I've been able to sort of travel overseas because of that. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah. Steph, I've got to tell you a bit of an insight with Jesse and I. Please tell. We <laughs> actually didn't meet at Hawthorne. Um, there's a fun fact for you. We actually first met in what year was it? 2019? Uh, what, end of 2018? Yeah, we are both drafted yeah. to North Melbourne together. There so you go. that's a fun fact for our little podcast, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like a, a lifetime ago now. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty sweet coming down to yeah. Hawthorne and seeing her face. So. Yeah, familiar face. Yeah. And so how did you get from soccer to footy? Well, it was just... It was a really big coincidence. Um, I'd contemplated it for some time and I was getting to the point with soccer where I was sort of hearing that, oh, maybe you're just getting a bit too old. You know, the 16-year-old girls coming through are maybe just as good as you or, you know, they're going to get picked over you. So I was kind of arming and arming about what I was going to do. Um, and I just happened to be actually back in Tasmania on placement for physio. So I was back in Launceston. And just happened to see something on Facebook about North Melbourne having a talent ID sort of uh, camp, I guess. So they're running three sessions in Tassie. Just happened to be that the session in Launceston was on the Sunday Arvo. So I thought, oh, I've got nothing else better to do in, in Lonnie. Um, so I <laughs> popped along. So I met a few of the North Melbourne staff down at the time. Um, so I sort of turned up, didn't know what to expect. I'd actually been sick for a couple of weeks. So I wasn't running too well. We got thrown into a... 2K time trial, followed by the yo-yo. Followed by the yo-yo. Yeah, but it was two and one. So I managed to sort of put myself about second in both. So I was pretty happy with that. Wasn't too flash time-wise. Um, <laughs> you know, I got into some skill stuff. And I honestly hadn't kicked the footy for, I don't know, nine, 12 months. Been a long time. Um, surprised myself with how good it felt. My marking was all right. And pretty much after the skills little bit, I had uh, had blue uh, running over to me and saying, where have you come from? Where are you playing? At that point, I was kind of like, well, I'm not actually living in Tassie at the moment, um, not playing football at all. So she sort of said, look, you, you know, you really need to consider it. So I thought, okay, right. So I went back to Canberra about three weeks later, had committed to playing soccer that season again, Premier League up there. So when I said to my coach, oh, I'm actually going to go play footy as well, he wasn't too impressed. Didn't really go down that uh, well? No, not overly, but that's all right. So I was lucky I managed to get into contact um, with uh, actually Najwa Allen, who's now playing at Adelaide Crows. She was uh, an opposition player. I used to play a lot of soccer against her. She was always defending me. So we had a, I guess, interesting relationship maybe. Love, hey? Um, yeah, a little, little, little bit. <laughs> How the Good time off the field. Turned. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'd contacted her and said, oh, where are you playing footy? Because she'd just converted this season before. There you go. Um, so she pointed me towards Eastlake um, at Demons in, in Canberra, which is actually, funnily enough, where Beck has coached in Canberra before. What so a small There's all a few, yeah. few connections going on there. Australia's big, but it's also very oh, small. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Always so connecting. I end up, uh, ended up playing soccer and footy So in 2018. So I think I'd actually only played um, five games before the finals in Canberra. Um, and that's when I'd got a call from North saying, hey, do you want a contract as a rookie? And I was like, <laughs> "Amazing! <laughs> all right, I've played five games of football and not great games of football, my dad. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm not going to say Goodness no to that. Me, I um, wish mine was um, that quick. Yeah, so I mean, for me, it was a combination of, I guess, um, I was finishing uni sort of October. Uh, that year, so the timing was perfect. Um, pre-season was going to be starting with North beginning of November and I was heading back to Hobart 1st of November. So it meant I could go home, be with my family for the first time in almost five years and, and train 
yeah, elite footy. Combination. So I was like, all right. It was just, yeah, couldn't, um, have, couldn't have timed it better really. Were you hesitant at all to leave soccer behind considering you'd spent so many years dedicating mm. hours of training for it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's why I played both that first season. I just didn't really know how footy was going to go. Yeah. I mean, the reaction I get even from my clients now uh, working when you say, oh, I'm playing footy, they kind of look at me and go, really? Um pretty small so I'm not yeah your conventional footballer but um yeah it certainly was hard uh so 2019 my first season back playing club footy in Tassie was the first year I'd said I'm not playing soccer so that was the first time in well 19 18 years that I hadn't played soccer so I mean that's such a large part of my identity so it's really hard to step away from absolutely um I was kind of lucky that I, well, lucky, unlucky. I actually injured both my thumbs within about six weeks of each other. So, of course, I was completely fit and couldn't use my hands. Yeah. So, I happened to bump into What a into, symmetrical injury that is. Oh, yeah. It was was a physio not ideal either, but that was fine. Um, but to keep game fit because we were running into finals, I thought, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, I ran, ran into a, one of the club coaches back home who's been – nagging me for probably the last five years when he come back from Canberra will you come play for us so I just happened to bump into him one day and he's like oh you want to come play with this it's like oh yeah all right I so feel I, th- I feel like in your world a lot of things happen for oh, a reason yeah look after yeah <laughs> which is can't, good can't say the years before that were yeah things didn't go particularly well at uni at times but yeah. um yeah it was just everything was kind of falling into place right so. at the end of the tunnel yeah um so I ended up playing oh, I think I played three and a half games kicked I think I kicked seven or eight goals in those couple of games um and then it came down to final game to win the championship for the club um and I actually had my footy fight first footy final that same day and he's like you've got to play so I'm like so playing our rival side for footy so I've we've won that game somehow we haven't beaten them all season in three games so won that I've sung the song and then just bolted out the door, got in the car, drove 20 minutes, turned up to the ground. They're like, oh, 50 minutes into the game. It's the second half. It was nil all. Here comes Jesse yeah. Williams. So we had to we had to win or draw to win the championship. So I think we then go one down while I'm putting my boots on. So he's like, you've got to go on. I'm like, I'm cramping already. Nah, I'm not going to be able to run. And he's like, no, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So he's just about put me on. Thankfully, we score. So it's one all. Wait a minute. Who scored? Was it you? No, no. So I'm about to go on. Okay. So I haven't got subbed on yet. It's one all. And he's like, we just want to win because we haven't beaten this season. We just want to rub it in. I was knackered. I, I haven't watched back the footage. I've seen bits <laughs> of it. And I just look sl- so slow. I think I've made a desperate lunge to block a shot at our defensive end. And it's kind of rebounded out. I just saw a chance. So I managed to run the field, pass it off, receive the back, and just kick the ugliest looking toe poke of a goal. <laughs> but was it a goal? About, yeah, about it 90 was a goal. minute. So we won. And we have to we have to make it very um clear that Jessie is very fast. If you see her on the footy field, sometimes I'm even now that I'm bench ridden, yep. I try and focus on her and she runs that fast that I can't even see her. I'm like, Phew! You blink and she's go? gone from one end to yep. the other. And then all of a sudden you've got a goal on the board. So I'm like, no matter what she does, if she gets the goal, who cares? We've got a goal on the board. I think it's years of having to move myself and the ball at my feet. Yeah. Whereas now, because it's in my hands. A lot easier. Just do the occasional I've got so much less thing to worry <laughs> about. I've got so much more time. And I think 
I end up rushing it myself a lot of the time because I'm I think someone's going to catch me when I'm probably actually ten meters away. So yeah, I'm still getting used to that. You've got the fire definitely a lot easier. You. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so when you moved back to Hobart and started your AFL journey, how was that transition for you? Well, it was certainly a lot at once. Um, so I just graduated, so I just got my first job. So thankfully my boss, I pretty much in the interview was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I might actually have to go away every second or every week to play and, oh, I'll have to only work a half day to drive to Launceston to train on a Wednesday. And he was like, yeah, it's fine, we'll make it work. So I'm pretty thankful to John for that. Um, but even just starting as a new grad physio is pretty full on, let alone training full time yeah. for a sport yep. I haven't played before. Um, so and let alone a different a league. Yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah, and just... also it was um, down to the point that the Melbourne girls trained in Melbourne mm. and the Tassie girls trained together in Tasmania. So not only were we training pretty much with an ocean between us, you had to do your first ever job um, as a physio, your first grad year, mm. but also put in all the energy, not with the main group in Melbourne. Yeah. That yep. extra stress, I believe, really was um, yeah a big challenge for all of you. Yeah, and I think there was the seven of us yep. in Tassie at the time. I mean, besides, I mean, Emma had played a little bit, obviously, at Melbourne before coming across the north. Um, Daria, unfortunately, had played one game at Bulldogs before doing her ACL, but the rest of us were fresh. Brand we were new. all, yeah, so, it, I mean, credit to those two that, they were obviously driving us, particularly Emma, um, just driving the group as much as possible. It's pretty hard when you've got a couple of, you know, we had the, the Haynes twins who were freshly 19 and, and still pretty new to yep. it as well. So, yeah, it was um, – I found myself falling into a bit of a leadership role sometimes just because of my age, not necessarily mm. because of my football experience. Um, I do feel, though, experience, with but... your personality, you are a natural leader when it does come to um, professionalism and that's the brilliance of coming from such a professional environment from soccer. Yeah, I think um, I've, I mean, pretty much I've been in a full-time state development program of some sort since I was 13. Um, so my first coach, um, Vicky Linton, she's actually coaching at Canberra United at the moment. She was all about professionalism. So I had it drilled into me from a young yeah. age. So for me, that's just second nature mm. so I think that's I could at least bring that to the table for the other girls and maybe not the football side of things but and you mentioned Jess how you know you had a group of girls in Melbourne and a group of girls in Tassie what was it like on game day when you all come together as it, one and it all depend it all depended on where we were playing so for mm. example if we're playing in Melbourne then the only girls who were selected for that game from Tasmania will travel over even if you're an emergency yeah um but in saying that you know, it's hard for the um, girls from Tassie because they would arrive maybe one day before the game yeah, and straight that. away when we see them, it's as if we, which of course we will always do, have to um, welcome them, um, act like we've been training with them one-on-one -on -one for the for however long we've been training for. But in reality, we only had that one captain's run with them yep. before the game. Um, we were lucky sometimes that they were – Brought down maybe um, for one proper training session during the week. But um, I always felt for the Tassie girls because not only was it such a small group and they had to, you know, train really hard to try and get selected, mm. but you, you'd always, no matter what, I think North Melbourne did an excellent job, but no matter what you'd always, and I think you can agree to this, that you'd always feel like you're not a part of the big group 
no matter how they went about it. Oh, yeah. Which was and nothing against North Melbourne. No, but. and especially it was a, I mean, it was the club's first year. It was yeah. the first time even trying to do this. Obviously, Adelaide had had some experience with bringing yeah. girls from NT. Yeah. So they were, I think they were trying to kind of go off and um, I think, that sort of basis. But it's, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget as well, you know, with women's footy, you're all balancing dip your lives outside of this and yeah. you're kind of all chasing that opportunity no matter what city town state it's in you're hungry for it so you're going to move or do whatever you can to get there which kind of brings me to the point of how you ended up at Hawthorne mm. um coming from north yeah so um unfortunately that season with north I didn't end up playing a game which was no surprise to me I think I'd played eight games of football in total at that point um and we were pretty lucky we didn't really have any injuries that that year either yeah, um, and there was it, one or two minor ones absolutely. so it didn't help that we were so successful that mm. year that why would you change yeah a yeah and it, team? I mean that was the year we had seven rounds yes so yes. it came I mean even coming down to round seven it was yep. in Frio oh, against Frio yeah. had to win it <laughs> not gonna not gonna throw your rookie yeah. into that you've got that shorter um, season with fewer <laughs> yeah. opportunities yeah. yeah so it was yeah it wasn't it wasn't a surprise I think um um, I'm, I was maybe given some impression that maybe there was an opportunity, there was a, you know, a chance. Um, but it was really hard, particularly when, you know, you've got one, one coach in Hobart who's doing the selecting and the others aren't seeing you for the rest of the week. So yes, you kind of, you I mean, you, you left there hoping that your teammates drop, but not at the same time. Yeah. Like it's such a horrible. Competitive. Such yeah. A competitive um, so yeah. yeah, it was, it was, um, it was hard. So I naturally I got delisted at the end of the season. Um, that was to be expected. Um, then obviously, unfortunately, 2019 was the year I did had both my thumb injuries. Start off the season okay, but um, so just playing state league back in Tassie. Um, look, I, I don't, I honestly don't know how much AFL selectors are looking down in Tassie. Um, thankfully, now with the NAB league started up, they're definitely paying more attention, which is awesome. Um, but that wasn't probably quite there, particularly anyone beyond the age of 19. Um, so I applied for the draft, but of course it was a little, bit, little too late. Um, so then coming into last year, so 2020, the horrible year we've had. <laughs> the um, year that was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was like such a blur. Um, I decided that's it. I've got to be, I've got to be proactive about this. Um, so didn't have a fan, well, <laughs> was looking like I was going to be an okay season. Um, we had a pretty pretty strong team back home. We'd just come off winning a premiership with my club, Clarence, 2019. Um, but I thought that's it. I'm gonna have to start chasing this. I'm not getting any younger. If I actually want to give this a crack, maybe work's gonna come second this time. Um, probably probably had to push soccer aside a little bit to get through uni. So I had sort of had to pick the the work over over sport once before so I thought no, I'm not letting it happen for a second time I don't think I could live with it if, if it did so um yeah I ended up just reaching out to um Hawthorne so I spoke to spoke to Dan um and actually spent a couple of weeks with Essendon as well so I spent like a month up here in so Feb March 2020 um trained with both clubs had awesome experiences with both um and was actually fortunate that I had the choice so I yeah. made my decision to come here, um, which I'm glad I did. We're happy was, with uh, that decision. Oh, yeah. we are. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> um, yeah. So, of course, I be, I'd been here for a month. I had said yes to take signing the contract. Um, 
think I'd got back to Tassie on the Sunday. Bang, and then bang, Monday bang. morning I woke up to hell had broken loose in Victoria. Coded. So I think it, I was meant to go back and work that last week um, and then finish on the Friday and then pack up my car and get on the boat on the Sunday. So I think by the time I got the Wednesday, I was like, I can't go. My job's gone. Footy had been cancelled indefinitely. Um, so I was then stuck in Hobart, unemployed, <laughs> with the coronavirus yeah. starting, thinking, what is going on? Like, uh, I just, it was so close. I thought I'd finally got the year set up. But, um, yeah, so it's been just uh, kind of 12 months of waiting, yeah, in a way. waiting in the wings to play for yeah. Hawthorne. Yeah, so we were lucky that we actually got to play uh, – about eight games of footy last year in Hobart. They weren't great games necessarily, but yeah, at least we got least a little got bit of a season. Yeah. So Absolutely. yeah, we were probably lucky in comparison mm. to Victoria, that's for sure. And coming into this year's season, how did you go with your training last year? Um, given you had the conditions of the pandemic, mm. you know, you were over in Hobart um, and you probably didn't know still what was to come. Did you just kind of have to put your head down and just train as hard as possible hoping that you were going to be back at Hawthorne soon, ready for another season? Yeah, the first couple of months, I guess, from that middle of March, I mean, we were, from the Hawthorne perspective, sort of just acting like we were going to be playing a season at some point, which is always really hard because obviously you usually sort of tailor your your running program and everything for that build-up when you don't know when that's going to be. So There was never um, an end goal, which makes training a lot harder. Yeah, and obviously then, well, even in Hobart at that point, there was some restrictions. So didn't have gym access. I think all I had at home was a 10 kilo med ball, um, which is a bit different when you're used to squatting a bit more than that. Um, so I had to get a bit creative. Um, so it wasn't too bad that first probably month or two. Did get really hard after that when we it sort of looked like we weren't kind of losing it um, and that the season just didn't look like it was going to happen. Um, thankfully, at that point, I sort of got the sign that, we might get a club season still in Hobart. So at least I had something to work towards. So my club team were sort of setting running challenges and trying to meet up in twos, um, which was good. So we were pretty lucky. So, Jesse, we are uh, up to round six next weekend. Um, you've played the five games so far. How are you finding it? Yeah, it's been really good. I can't believe we've already five rounds in. I know, it's crazy. Kind of a bit of a blur. Um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been amazing. I... Felt pretty lucky that I've actually been able to play all five games so far. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know what to expect going into this season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, pretty happy with how I'm travelling. I feel like I've uh, been able to respond pretty well to the feedback I've been getting, things to work on. So, um, yeah. yeah. From an outsider, I feel each week your um, footy brain is becoming better and better, especially with the forward line, um, just how you move and how you lead for the ball. Do you think... Hawthorne's helping in that aspect with your forward line. Is there any other position you do want to maybe play in this year? Um, yeah, I think coming from soccer, I always played sort of forward, wing, attacking mid. So I think I'm very offensively, I don't know, focused. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think for me, defense, my defensive side of my game is something I really need to work on, particularly when I have been playing on the wing a little bit as well, mm. which... Um, I didn't think I enjoyed, but I think in the way that we're playing it, um, I have been able to be pretty effective um, and actually kick a couple of goals off the wing, which is nice. Um, but it's been able to sort of make me focus on my defensive game a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, but I think um, oh, just the crew of coaches we have 
Hawks is unreal. Yeah. Um, they're so good with their feedback. And um, I know I've said to Steph before, I mean, they've all got their own jobs to do outside of footy too. I mean, all of us are working something else. This yeah. is just really still part-time. So yeah. the time and effort they put into giving us feedback and trying to help yeah. us is huge. It, it um, is. And as you said, they all have a full-time job outside of this. And yeah. the energy that they put into this team is just unbelievable. So we are very... Very fortunate. Um, in saying that, with the rest of the season, how many games in total is there off the top of our heads? We're not even um, half. We're not halfway, surely. No, no, no. The best think, is yet to come. The best yeah, is yet to come. Absolutely. What, what are you aiming for for the rest of the season? What are your goals? And I mean, an ideal world. <laughs> um, I'd love to be able to get an AFLW contract again. Yep. Whether that's this year, next year. Um, not getting any younger. But I like to think I'm getting better with age <laughs> um, and a bit more experience. Um, try not to focus too far into the future. Just trying to sort of focus week to week. What do I need to work on to sort of set myself in the best position, I guess? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, that you just said what you just said with the feedback each week. Because the year that I was drafted, funnily enough, um, I put the draft behind me because it was my first year coming back from my other ACL. Mm. And when I did get that first phone call from North to say, you know, you've got a contract, I actually forgot about the whole AFLW side of it. And I know a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> but it does, it can really consume your mindset pre-game and for footy um, mm. in general. So I think that's so important. And for any young girls who are, I know we've got a, a lot of young girls in our squad even. So is there advice that you would want to give to those girls in that in that kind of um, experience from what we've gone through? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, you, everyone has their weaknesses. I think to a certain extent you've kind of got to embrace that rather than ignoring them. You've actually just got to, I think, learn to recognise them but also not then focus on them too much. So obviously you want to work and improve them so they're not as weak. Mm. Um, but then also you've got to still work on the, your strengths as well, you know, really highlight the things you're good at. Um, so I think sometimes it's just reminding yourself that, hey, you've got some strength in your game and why not use it and make them even better. So there's always things to work on. Um, I tend to probably be over, overly critical, which is something I've been working on a little bit with uh, Haley, our forwards coach, yeah. reminding me not to be too harsh on myself, um, working on it. Um, but, yeah, I think sometimes it's just of being able to step back and reflect and, okay, I'm doing these things really well. Can I make them even better? And then what other things do I need to build up in yeah. my game? I think that's a really good point that you mm. touch on because it's so easy to focus on the negatives rather than actually looking at the positives. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And for any girls out there, you know, thinking of chasing an opportunity, not just in footy, but in sport generally, and, you know, having to move interstate or completely, you know, turn their life upside down, is there any advice you can lend them in that, you know, maybe that risk is worth it mm. in the oh, end? It's a tough one. Absolutely. Uh, I'm very, very thankful that I have a very supportive family, particularly my partner, Andrew, who... Legend. I have Shout out to Andrew. <laughs> Shout out to Andrew. Absolute uh, legend. Yes. Yeah, so Wait a minute. I just have to stop you there. <laughs> the game that Andrew came and watched. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how many goals did you kick? Uh, four. Four goals. He's a good luck charm. Yeah. I yeah. think, uh, Andrew, if you're listening, I think you need to come over. Um, and <laughs> he have should us. be part of the... We'll have you at every single game. 
He should be part of the team somehow. <laughs> Number one fan, VIP, yeah. yeah, Andrew. So he did. He came over for the, the one win so far, so it was good timing, absolutely. And, yes, I had quite a good game. <laughs> quite. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, um, we've actually – we just built a house last year too, so we've only been in the new house since August. Kicking goals on uh, and off the field. Yeah, so it was, uh, I mean, a big decision and a lot of – I mean, usually the biggest barriers is the financial decision. So it's not just um, – the logistics of moving and finding somewhere else to live, but also then trying to find another job. Um, I was just really fortunate to be able to pick up a, a really good private practice job working as a physio, thankfully with a very supportive boss. He also works within an AFL club, so he's very understanding. So, yeah, I've honestly just fall, fallen into the perfect scenario, really. Um, but obviously the support of the club has been huge as well. So, no, I've been very fortunate. I think... Yeah, in terms of advice, I'd say just give it a go if you can make it work. I mean, sometimes yeah, things are going to limit you, but I think if you really want it that badly, um, you're only young once. Your body's only going to tolerate doing this stuff for so long. So uh, it's sort of now or never. Absolutely. At, also at the same time, though, age is just a number. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. There's no reason why you can't start in your 20s. Love that. I mean, I yeah. played my first game of footy at, what, 23, so... I was 20, so I think maybe the 20s are the years, mm. hey? Yeah. Start playing footy, Steph, hey? Age like a fine wine. Yep, I've got a few years left. <laughs> like I'm sure I can train up. Uh, <laughs> or I'll just stick to being on a mic instead. Yeah, you're good at it, so. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jesse, for coming on the podcast. It's been so good uh, getting to know you, and I hope Hawthorne fans have loved listening to the story and the journey behind how you've got to Hawthorne and – I can't wait to see you on the field at our next few games. I'm really excited, especially being a home game coming up. So mm, absolutely, let's uh, let's put it on you. Let's hope for five goals. Hey, Ooh. yeah, yeah. We'll see how we go. We'll do <laughs> Thank it, you do so the best much. we can. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so Thanks, much, Jesse. Thank you. To catch Jesse on field, make sure to head to Hawthorne's first VFLW home game against Essendon on Saturday, the 10th of April at Fox Hill City Oval. Kickoff is at 10:30 a.m. If you can't make it to the game, though, never fear. Follow Hawthorne FCW for live tweets and commentary across the game. This episode of Kicking Down the Door is brought to you by Hawthorne supporter group, the Thornbirds, who have come on board as a VFLW player sponsor for 2021. We would like to thank the Thornbirds for their ongoing support and a contribution to Hawthorne's VFLW program. To learn more about becoming a VFLW sponsor, head to hfccorporatehospitality.com.au or call 95353034. You've been listening to Kicking Down the Door with your host Steph Edwards and VFLW captain Jess Trend. We hope you've enjoyed our first episode and make sure to tune in next time. Love you guys.